everybody. Welcome into Locked On Nittany Lions podcast for Friday, October 25th, 2019, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, a contributor to AthlonSports.com and NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Then when you're done with that, I want to make sure you're following this podcast on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. And then when you're done with that, I would like you to go over to Facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. Give this podcast a like, share it with your friends and family on your Facebook feed. Let them know what's going on here because we're building a nice little community here. We're getting some good listener feedback moving forward and the show's really starting to grow a little bit and I couldn't be prouder of it and I enjoy having you guys come along with me and be a part of the show moving forward. So let's bring in some more people that may enjoy some daily conversation about Penn State. We do these shows every Monday through Friday. You can subscribe in your favorite podcasting app whether it's iTunes or Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it, you can subscribe to it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and a review because not only do we appreciate your feedback, but it does help with the placement of this show in those various podcasting apps. So with all that out of the way, what do we have on deck for today? Well, it's Football Friday, which means we take our final look at this upcoming weekend's game between Penn State and Michigan State. But in our first segment, we're going to take a quick look at some of the latest bowl projections. Comment on that real quick. And then in our second segment, we'll start to take a look at and share some final thoughts for this weekend's game between the Nittany Lions and the Michigan State Spartans. In our second segment, we'll talk about what to expect when Penn State has the ball. In our third and final segment, we'll flip the script and what to expect with Michigan State holding the football and Penn State on defense. I'll also share my official prediction for the game then as well. Like I said, we do new shows every Monday through Friday. Make sure you're subscribed. And with all that out of the way, let's get going with this Football Friday episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. starting to get towards the end of October, getting into November, which means the bowl projections are starting to become not so much nonsensical weekly filler for content providers, but it's starting to be something that people are getting a little bit more interested in. Now, I know some people follow these bowl projections on a week-to-week basis from before the season starts, but this is the time of year when I think the bowl picture is going to start really coming together because we're going to start seeing the conference championship races really heat up and see some separation between the contenders that are playing for different division titles, different conference titles, or just a spot in the conference championship games that are out there. And of course, the larger picture in play is the college football playoff. And right now, Penn State is certainly on that playoff radar. And I think now that we're starting to talk about which teams have the best chances to play in the playoff, we're also taking a look at how the rest of the bowl lineup is going to fill out. Now, of course, Penn State is off to a really nice start this season. And the fact that they're 7-0 and they've picked up two wins against top 25 teams, including last weekend's game against Michigan, that all bodes well for how Penn State is being perceived nationally. Now, Ohio State is still kind of the team that everybody believes is being in front of the Big Ten race, and I tend to agree with that. I'll be it. I think that Penn State is certainly trying to keep pace with Ohio State for now until they play later in November. But I think a lot of people seem to think that Ohio State, if the playoff were to start today, as I say, Ohio State would probably be one of those four teams. So how does the rest of the bowl lineup work out for the Big Ten? Well, if you're a Penn State fan, it looks pretty rosy right now because all the latest bowl projections that I have seen, and I haven't seen them all, and there may be one that's different here and there, 
But all the ones that I'm looking at have Penn State playing in the Rose Bowl, which is not too surprising. Now, this is a, under the assumption, I believe, that Penn State is going to finish behind Ohio State in the college football playoff rankings, which means Ohio State may win the Big Ten, go on to play in the playoff, and that leaves the Rose Bowl spot open for the Big Ten team that the Rose Bowl chooses. Now, what happens when the Big Ten champion moves into the college football playoff and the Rose Bowl isn't one of the playoff bowls that year? Well, the Rose Bowl is committed to still playing a Big Ten team against a Pac-12 team, regardless of what happens with the playoff. So the Rose Bowl would typically take the next best team in line. And while you may think that maybe that's Wisconsin coming out of the West Division, under these assumptions that Ohio State's playing in the playoff, Wisconsin's going to have two losses. And maybe Penn State has one loss. And I think that that's what's coming into play here. I think, you know, certainly the position that Penn State has played themselves into at this point in the season, it looks to be pretty favorable as far as the bowl outlook is concerned. It would send them into a New Year's Six uh, bowl game, which I feel they're absolutely deserving of at this point in time. Obviously, still a lot of football to play, still a lot of things that they still need to take care of, including this weekend against Michigan State. Got Minnesota coming up next week, so there, there's nothing to be taken for granted. But you know, bowl projections always take a look forward to see who's potentially going to win their games that they should be winning, who could potentially stumble, and how the division and the championship races in the, each conference really play out. So. Things are looking pretty good. Everybody seems to be on board that Penn State is going to finish this season on a relatively strong note, and that would keep them in position to be in a New Year's Six Bowl game for the third time in the college football playoff era, and of course the third time under James Franklin. Remember, they went to the Rose Bowl as the Big Ten champion a few years back, played USC, who didn't win the Pac-12. Um, you know, Washington was invited to the playoff that year, but USC was right there in the mix as your Pac-12 uh, representative. Uh, obviously, they, they beat Penn State, but then the next year, <laughs> Penn State got a chance to play in the Fiesta Bowl uh, against Washington. You know, again, not a Big Ten champion, not a Pac-12 champion, but it was a nice little matchup there in the Fiesta Bowl, so, and, and they obviously won that game. So Penn State's got a real good chance right now to play in their third New Year's Six Bowl game in the college football playoff era, and I think that that's a, a remarkable feat. Obviously, a lot of schools would love to have that kind of opportunity in this uh, pe period of time. You know, obviously not every school is going to be Alabama or Clemson or, or Oklahoma or Ohio State, but Penn State uh, playing in three New Year's Six Bowl games under James Franklin, that's a testament to a job really well done. So we'll see how these bowl projections continue to play out. You know, if Penn State keeps winning games but ends up losing to Ohio State, I don't think a whole lot's going to change. Uh, so Penn State's got a, a path to the Rose Bowl, it seems, at the very least right now. Obviously, this could very well change this week if they were to lose at Michigan State or let's say Minnesota pulls the upset. Uh, you know, Minnesota hasn't been to the Rose Bowl in quite a long time. So they're starting to think about the Rose Bowl themselves and seeing Penn State in all these bowl projections could potentially spice things up a little bit next week. But again, let's not get ahead of ourselves because Penn State still has to take care of Michigan State this weekend. And we all know how difficult that is. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. All right, so we know that Penn State's going to be in for a little bit of a battle once again this week against Michigan State. If you've been listening to the podcast this week, and I hope that you have, you know where I'm coming at from this game. And that is that this is going to be another really good physical and mental test for Penn State. Not just 
so much because they're coming off a big win, but it's two big wins, two big wins against top 25 teams where they've really had to battle and play some really top-notch defense. And that's put some pressure on the offense. Now, yes, the offense has had some home runs the last couple of weeks. Certainly uh, a 53-yard pass to K.J. Hamler proving to be the game-winning touchdown against Michigan was huge. And, you know, Sean Clifford has the ability to strike a big pass with some of his receivers at any given time if you give him time to work. And that's been the biggest area of concern, especially these last two weeks against teams that can rush the quarterback and bring some pressure on a young, unproven quarterback. I'm going to say unproven because Sean Clifford is still a sophomore and he's still kind of getting his feet wet in some of these big moments. And he's going to have some lumps along the way, as he has had the last couple of weeks. But that's why it's going to be really important for Sean Clifford and this Penn State offense to kind of establish themselves early on in the game, whether they start the game with the ball or the the first possession after Michigan State does whatever with the opening possession. It's going to be real important to get into a comfort zone, pick up a couple first downs and work your way away from being in a a tough environment that's going to cause a lot of friction, cause a lot of uh, stress. That was one thing that we saw on the road against Iowa a couple weeks ago. Sean Clifford certainly seems like his heart was racing a million miles a minute in that environment, in the primetime atmosphere. And that was really his first big road test as a starting quarterback. This is going to be somewhat similar. It's not in primetime, and I don't think a game in Spartan Stadium is quite as intimidating as I think a packed Kinnick Stadium is uh, like we saw a couple weeks ago. Really what it comes down to is what he does in recognizing when the pressure is coming and his ability to get the pass off to whoever his receiver may be on whatever play they're they're playing. And that's going to be one of the things that maybe he makes a mistake here or there. But the good news for Penn State is he hasn't been making too many mistakes. Yes, he has had some throws where he probably wants another crack at it. But overall... Things have been going pretty well as far as protecting the football is concerned. And that's really why it's going to be a big key in this game where you could have very few opportunities offensively to make some points happen. It's really important to protect the football here. Now, we know that Penn State is one of the best in the Big Ten with protecting the football. Coming into this weekend, they have only lost six turnovers this this entire season. They've had four fumbles lost and they've had uh, two interceptions thrown. And the good news is when those interceptions are thrown, they're not really coming in key moments of a game that can kind of turn the game away from them. Offensively, they're very good at protecting the football, especially in key moments. And that's why a game like last week against Michigan, yes, the offense wasn't doing much and Michigan was climbing their way back into the game, but they weren't giving Michigan opportunities with some really good field position. So that's one of the things that when you go on the road, obviously turnovers are going to be huge in every game, but especially when you're on the road against a team that has had a bye week, is looking to redeem themselves uh, after two really bad losses on their own end of things, it's going to be real important to avoid an early turnover. And of course, as we know, these fourth quarters in these games against Michigan State really do come down to uh, one possession. So you can't give the Spartans an extra possession there. So the good news is Penn State has been very good at protecting the football. Only six turnovers coming into this weekend's game. That's tied for the fewest in the Big Ten with Ohio State. And hey, not coincidentally, Ohio State's off to a really good start this year too. You know, the next team's in line. Eight turnovers given away this year. Wisconsin and Minnesota, they've each had eight turnovers. And look what they're doing this season. Obviously, Wisconsin has a loss, but 
and they may have a second loss this weekend, but Minnesota's undefeated. Wisconsin has one loss, and it's no coincidence that these are the top four teams in the Big Ten when you're looking at the division standings right now. So coming into this game, it's going to be real important that Sean Clifford doesn't make any crucial mistakes, and I think Penn State should feel pretty confident that that is not going to happen. So that's good news, I think, coming into this weekend. Sean Clifford may not have the, the the dazzling stats that some of the other quarterbacks out there may have, but he's not making the mistakes that turn the game on its head and give the opponent an opportunity to either take the momentum, seal the game, or really hurt Penn State in some other way. The other big question for Penn State's offense this week, of course, is what's going to happen with the running game? Obviously, the running game getting going can take some of the pressure off of Sean Clifford and allows him to open things up a little bit. Now, Penn State coming into this game still looks like they're doing that running back by committee, which I think is fine. I don't think they necessarily have to have one number one guy, although I think a lot of us are kind of anticipating that at some point that's going to be the case. It looked like Noah Kane was emerging as that guy, and his production was a little bit scaled back last week against Michigan. Again, credit Michigan's defense for not allowing Noah Kane to come up with some big plays. But we also saw Ricky Slade get involved with a nice big run that was encouraging to see. And I think we're going to see some more uh, handing off to multiple running backs again this weekend. I don't see any reason why that script would change the way that this season has gone so far. So Penn State's running game is going to face one of the better rushing defenses in the Big Ten. Michigan State's fifth in the Big Ten, allowing 117.7 yards per game. They're allowing about 35 rushing attempts per game, which seems like it's a, around the average throughout the Big Ten. They've allowed eight rushing touchdowns, so you can score on the ground against the Spartans this year. This is a, certainly a really good defensive front for Michigan State. However, they uh, they have been they have been hurt a few times. They've given up about 824 yards. It's not the worst yardage in the in the Big Ten. Again, they're floating right around the middle, so it's not a, a defense that you should be reluctant to run against but it's also one that's probably not going to give up a huge day on the ground so i think this is a good spot for penn state to really trust their running game they they have good running backs here there's no question about that and they have found times to feel comfortable handing off to multiple guys in different situations and you know there may be some you know, highs and lows at some points during this game because Michigan's defensive line is going to be pretty solid. We've talked about that on the crossover episode. That is an area of strength that I think Michigan State will carry into this game. But overall, I think Penn State's uh, got a decent chance to score some points here. Not a lot of points. I do think that uh, Sean Clifford's going to have some moments that he's probably going to want to have back. But again, I don't think he's going to make any crucial mistakes. And the running game may not be able to do it all game long, but they will have some drives where they are the responsible ones for extending some drives and picking up some key first downs and some short down yardage. And I think that's going to be key. You know, getting some chunks of play, chunks of yards in those first and second downs opportunities it's going to make life a lot easier if you're trying to convert third and short compared to third and long against Michigan State so I think that Penn State's got a good chance here you know they'll get a good couple touchdown drives you know maybe maybe tackle a couple field goals I think they can get up to around 24 points in this game so I think that that's the magic number here <laughs> I feel like I've said this the last couple of weeks that it's been a race to 20 points against Iowa and I thought that was going to be sort of the case against Michigan Penn State fortunately won that race last week, and they obviously got away with a win at Iowa. 
I think if they get to 24 points here, they're going to be in pretty good shape. And I think that this offense is fully capable of it. And I think this is a Michigan State defense that is going to come out strong, especially after being embarrassed by Ohio State and Wisconsin the last couple of weeks, uh, the last couple of games on their schedule. I think they come out pretty strong, but I think Penn State weathers it a little bit. And they get in their groove in the second quarter before halftime and come out and start to put the game away a little bit in the second half. So I think 24 points is the magic number you're looking for. And I think this Penn State offense is going to have a good challenge on their hands, but I think they'll pass it. Coming up in our next segment, I'll give some thoughts about what to expect when Michigan State has the football and whether or not this Penn State defense is going to be ready for what could be another grind on the field. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to roman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. One of the big questions coming into this weekend's game is how much does Penn State's defense have in the tank to go in and take care of another defensive battle that's sure to be on our hands when Penn State plagues Michigan State this weekend. You know, Michigan's offense, give them credit last week, they were able to work that time of possession heavily in their favor as they continue to come back against Penn State's defense, which I think... Got a little bit lucky with the drop pass in the end zone, but otherwise that could have been a tied game and Michigan would have come all the way back from a 21-0 deficit. That was the first time all season that we'd seen Michigan, or I'm sorry, Penn State's defense really kind of you know, get worked on a little bit. And it was the biggest challenge for them. And they passed it, but they I would say they kind of escaped it. And that's okay sometimes. Sometimes good teams and great teams are going to have their escapes. Clemson had an escape earlier this year. Uh, so I think that that was a good reminder that this defense is really good. There's no question about that. You know, the numbers show it. Uh, the level of competition is starting to improve a little bit. So maybe the numbers are going to fluctuate a little bit. But a week after being on the field for what seems like three-fourths of the game, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but it seemed like they were out there for quite some time in the second half for sure. That's going to be the big question. You know, now they have to go on the road. They regroup a little bit. How much energy do they have to start the game? How much energy do they have to finish the game? And when we're talking about this Penn State-Michigan State series, we know that it's really about how the team finishes the game. But let's talk about that Michigan State offense because it has had some ups and downs. And the last couple of games, they have really had some tough draws against Ohio State and Wisconsin, both of those on the road. And the one thing that I think is going to be a key for Michigan State is they've got a veteran quarterback in Brian Lewerke. And he's had some good moments against Penn State. And you can trust that he's going to be smart enough to throw the football away when he needs to. And he's probably going to have a couple opportunities to keep some drives alive with some passing, maybe some screen passes that can really bite Penn State a little bit and kind of extend some of those drives. But extending drives has been one of the biggest problems that Michigan State has had their last couple of games against the best teams on their schedule to date. You know, against Arizona State earlier in the year, they converted nine of their 17 third down attempts. Not bad. That's a 52 percentage uh, converting third downs. That's a really good way to keep drives alive, keep, keep, to keep the game alive. But the last couple of weeks have been a real struggle on third down for Michigan State. Against Wisconsin, they converted two of 14 third down attempts. Against Ohio State, they were a little bit better with four third down attempts converted out of 13. So not great numbers, and I think that that's a big 
detriment to Michigan State's chances to beating Penn State this weekend. If they're going to pull the upset, and this would be classified as an upset because Penn State is a six-point favorite or six-and-a-half-point favorite, depending on when you're listening to this. If they're going to be able to pull this off once again, they're going to have to convert some third downs. And there is a recipe to do that. And I think that, like I said, the screen pass seems to get Penn State every time. If I were an offensive coordinator, I'd probably be going screen pass every time until Penn State finds a way to shut it down. But that's just me. So it's going to be extremely crucial to rely on your veteran quarterback in Brian Lewerke to find room to get those short passes, to get the easy, high-accuracy passes. So you can get those third down conversions, which you're going to need, especially if you're going to play a game where points may be at a premium once again. And to make sure we throw that number out there, Penn State's third down defense has been pretty good this season. They're coming into this weekend ranked fourth in the Big Ten in third down defense, allowing a conversion on 30.5% of the time. That would be 36 third down conversions out of 118 that had been converted. Penn State has had a lot of third down plays on defense. That can take a toll on the defense, but it hasn't really shown too many cracks for Penn State just yet. And having a week to prepare for this game uh, after last week's game against Michigan, we'll see if they've regrouped enough and they've seen they've, if they can make some adjustments. And I think it would be really important for Penn State's defense to really make sure that they crack down on first and second down. Obviously, converting third and long is going to be more difficult than a third and short especially when you've got a guy like Wulorki who can you know, find a short little pass that he can pick up a couple of yards. And also they have the ability to run the football as well. So this is a team that the, the, the more yards they have to pick up, the better it's going to be for Penn State, I think, in the long haul. But one of the themes of Penn State the last couple of years, and certainly at the height of the James Franklin era, has been the seemingly inability to be able to close out games. Now, the offense has had its fair share of the blame in some of the big spots where Penn State has blown a fourth quarter lead, not being able to keep their foot on the gas pedal a little bit, but the defense probably takes more of the bulk of the blame when you talk about these fourth quarter collapses against teams like Ohio State and, of course, Michigan State. So I went back and I looked at the numbers. I was curious to see how many points Penn State was allowing per game in the second half. Now, last season, they were pretty good, not great. They allowed 11.2 points per game. And of course, uh, Michigan State and Ohio State both were able to dig out double digit holes to, in order to beat Penn State uh, to kind of pump those numbers up a little bit. So we'll still see if that if this track record continues this season. But Penn State's coming into this game having allowed only 3.8 points per game after halftime all season long. And keep in mind, that includes 14 points that were just given up last week to kind of boost that number up a little bit. It's not a bad number. 3.8 points per game after halftime. First of all, that you can say what you will about the strength of schedule. That's absolutely fair to point out for the most part. But there are a couple good teams on here. We've seen Pitt. We've seen Iowa. We've seen uh, Michigan pop up on the schedule now. And the number is still a 3.8. That's a very respectable number coming into this game. Only Georgia and Ohio State have better numbers. Georgia's allowed 1.2 points per game after halftime. Ohio State 3.6 points per game after halftime. And just after that uh, is Western Kentucky at 4.2 points per game in the second half. So Penn State's got a really good second half number this year. And again, we'll see if that track record can continue as the season progresses with Michigan State, Minnesota, of course, Ohio State down the line. But this looks like a team that might be a little bit more capable defensively of being able to close down a game. Now, 
last week was a little bit alarming. We saw Michigan really did uh, fight their way back, and they were one drop pass away from, or I'm sorry, one completed pass away in the end zone from possibly tying that game. So that should be a little bit of a concern, but maybe that's a kind of a blessing in disguise because maybe that's something that Brent Bribe takes back to his team in the meetings and in the practices and really drills home that, they need to tighten up defensively and it would help if the offense can get some drives going and kind of extend their own time of possession. But if Penn state's defense is going to be out there, they have to find ways to get off the field on third down. So that's why this is going to be crucial for this game because Michigan state has really struggled on third down against the best opponents on their schedule. And Penn state needs to find ways to get off the field, which they have generally done fairly well but they could need to be a little bit tighter this weekend against Michigan State. I do think that Penn State's going to win this game. I've put my official prediction out there. I think they win this game 23-16. to 16. Call it a cover if you want, uh, but I do feel like it's going to be a close game from start to finish. I don't think there's a lot of points scored. I do think uh, a late score in the last four minutes of the game or so will essentially put the game just out of reach for Michigan State because I do think that this Penn State defense is going to be up to the task. I don't think they're going to let the game get away from them early on. Michigan State may score first, and they may even take a lead into halftime, but I do think that as long as it's within a one-possession game, I think that bodes well for Penn State because I do think that they will find a way to make those big plays when they need them the most. And that's why I've got Penn State 23, Michigan State 16. It's now podcast official. So there you have it. That's where I stand on this game. I think Penn State comes out here with another win to extend their undefeated record out to 8-0, heading into a big game next week against Minnesota. But of course, we'll talk about that game next week, regardless of what happens this weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day had a blast once again this week. We got some really good feedback. We continue to be growing this show and getting some good results. And I'm happy to have you guys tuning in, coming back and sharing it with your friends and family moving forward to help spread the word as we kind of grow this community of Penn State fans on this Penn State podcast daily show Monday through Friday. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, and whatever your podcasting app of choice may be. Of course, you can also leave a rating and review to help promote the show and help spread the word. And we do appreciate the feedback, and it also does help with the placement on those various podcasting apps. So we appreciate all the help and feedback you guys are willing to offer. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Head on over to Facebook.com slash Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And, of course, we will be updating the social media feeds throughout the game against Michigan State. So you've got something to keep you entertained. We'll try to keep you informed. We'll, we'll basically just have some fun as the game is playing out. Next week on the podcast, of course, on Monday, we'll recap everything that happens in this Penn State-Michigan State game. We'll also take a look around the rest of the Big Ten, and if there's any other developments on the national scene, we'll throw them into the mix, too. Monday is always our recap day as we kind of put the final touches on this previous weekend's game. And, of course, we will also start to turn the page getting ready for Minnesota next week. So we've got a big show, a big week ahead for you, of course, next week on the Locked on Nittany Lines podcast. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you don't miss an episode. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com and College Football Talk on NBCSports.com. So I'm sure I'll have some commentary on this game in some capacity on one of those outlets very soon as well. And that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you Monday. Monday.